Welcome to episode 10 of the Film is Dead podcast. The date is the 29th of January 2020 and my name is John. Hi, my name's Nick. I'm James. Hi guys. Bit of a news straight up front. We're changing the name of the podcast. I noticed in yeah. the <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we spoke about it a bit off pod I think last yeah. time, didn't we? But uh, I just thought that I was never really happy with the, the, the movies thing. It was only like a placeholder name kind of thing. And I... Frankly, I ripped it off from Roger Ebert, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm going to call it "Film Is Dead" okay. due to uh, due to film being, being well on the way to being dead. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, you're you both happy with that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. You'll be doing some new artwork for James at some point as well. Yeah, a, a cover photo going on. Yeah. Just in the meantime, we'll probably keep on using the old artwork just for the next episode or two, just for convenience' sake, until we can get the new one set up. But. Uh, Yes, we're keeping out for that in future on the uh, on the on the new film is dead podcast. Uh, okay, guys, what have you been up to if, uh, since Christmas? It was podcast, uh, it was podcast. It was Christmas the last time we did, we did a podcast. Yep. Not really been up to much, really. It's bits and bobs, sorting my life out after traveling. Yeah, you enjoying b- being back in uh, yeah. glorious Warrington, sunny old England, back yeah. in the northwest of England. It's not bad. Yeah, seeing everyone's been been good. Uh, Obviously, it takes a lot of time to do everything when you get back. Getting a house sorted and the car and everything, the job sorted out again. But it's been good. Yeah, good stuff. Well, we've mentioned that. You're going to see the old crowd again on Saturday. We've got a poker night lined up again, haven't we? Big stakes, big stakes. We've had a few poker nights now. Uh, yeah. Joe's the current champion, I think. Which yeah. uh, Oh, God. Yeah, he's very happy about it, yeah. Oh, if, if he listens to that, he'll be buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fraud. He always has been. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be found out on Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, he will be. He'll come to reckoning that night. Yeah, high high rollers, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, 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 big money tables. Big, big on money a, tables. Yeah, yeah. On Saturday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very highbrow it'll be, I think. So, yeah. a lot of alcohol will be flowing on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Cigars and all that. Yeah. So, Nick, have you been up to anything recently? The last month or so. Other than I'm, watching films, <laughs> I, well, I, I was going to say like I've not really been up to much of a. Like I say, um, I, I've got the, the the new Cine World open, so I got a card for there, but that's about. You forgot all about that. I think we might have mentioned it when we watched Star Wars on the last one, but you've got the unlimited membership now, haven't you? Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm an unlimited member with yeah, them. Yeah, so. so, uh, so how much does that cost a month? Eighteen pound forty a month, yeah. I think. Yeah, it all, is. Your, all your films. Yeah. and all you get films. that monthly special uh, hit uh, mystery movie. Yeah, you did. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a mystery movie, but we watched Parasite the other week uh, early That's in the good. UK. That's so good. that was one of the uh, the perks of it. Yeah. yeah, talk a little bit about that film later, I think, as well. Yeah, we'll come back to that later on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, this is the thing with doing a film podcast. I mean, it's a, it's a good job we all like watching films because it's such a time-consuming hobby kind of thing. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you watch, uh, if you watch a lot, you haven't got much time for anything else, have yeah, you? Yeah, so yeah. I love watching it. That's what I mean. I've not really done the whole lot like... Just the normal antics, mm. to be honest. There's yeah. a few films I mean, a bit later on. We'll be talking about what our favourite films are of last year, uh, and I know there's a couple of ones that I, I'm missing out on. I think we've all, we've, we've all missed a couple of big ones, haven't we? But I definitely have. Yeah, I think collectively we've all be able to talk about most of the. I think I'll mention mine up front. That uh, you know that well, you know what I'll mention them now. <laughs> Do it. One that uh, I haven't seen that I was fuming about that I think would be on my top five 
is Uncut Gems, which yeah. comes out on Netflix in the UK on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'm fuming about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, will, I will watch that. But so in the UK, we've had no way of watching it. But no. it's the uh, the Safdie brothers who we've mentioned before who did Good Time. Yeah, I really like that film as well with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that was great. Really yeah. good job of that. I thought. So there's that one, and uh, there's one, oh, The Lighthouse, which you also mentioned, yeah. I've not been able to see. I've, I've, I've managed to catch that when we were away. Um, yeah. Brilliant film, Robert Pattinson again. But again, I think that might be on my top five, but that's, I'm not a chance to it. see it. So th- I think it probably will be. Yeah, so uh, just disclosure up front, them two won't be on my top five. Yeah. So. But as you mentioned, Jimbo, that's worth mentioning. This episode, we're going to do a quick uh, discussion of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then lead straight into our top five of 2019. It's the first time we've done this feature. Uh, hopefully, going forward, we can make it a yearly thing if we're still uh, if we're still all here yeah, in a year. Yeah, so. <laughs> yep, yep. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I give myself ten years. I might be. Yeah. I might be dead by. Then. <laughs> you might have to do it a few more times. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be dead by twenty thirty. So <laughs> we'll squeeze a few in by then. Yeah, by then Avatar definitely. two might be out by then. Yeah, well. yeah. So hopefully, yeah, we can yeah. probably talk about that as well. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, have you guys got anything else you want to go into before we get to once the Tarantino film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, not really. There's a couple of films, like I said, I've missed out. Monos is, is, is a notable mention. I really wanted to I wanted to catch that film, but I've not been able to watch it. So Yeah, so you, you reminded me here. I wanted to watch Monos, and I wanted to watch Honeyland. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, but I'm not sure what it is. Spanish, like half documentary, half film kind well, of thing. Well, that sounds interesting. I think it's yeah, Spanish yeah. anyway. About a honey farm, honeybee farm. Like It's meant to be... I think it's up for the Oscar for Best Foreign... F- Best foreign feature, I that think. Sounds it is. interesting. I've, never, I've, I've heard the name, but I didn't know what it was about. That's interesting. That's worth mentioning with the uh, the Oscars that Honeyland is up for the best foreign. I'm not sure if it's feature or documentary, mm. but for the first, I think it's for the first time. So ever. Is it a feature length documentary then about yeah. bees? Right. Okay. About living on a honeybee farm. That's yeah. Cool. Okay. And okay. I think for the first time ever, the, uh, there's a film been nominated for best film and for best foreign film. I think two categories as well. Or it might not be the best. Th- might be the, might not be the first time. But it's the first time they think it will win both. Right. Which is Parasite. Chance. Yeah. yeah Parasite's Parasite. up for both awards, yeah. so uh, it could be up for best best Oscar yeah. and uh, best Oscar best, best film. Oscar. <laughs> best Oscar. I think personally, best Oscar. Really. Yeah. So, um, definitely got a lot of time for Parasite though. Oh yeah, definitely. Again, we'll come to that later. Yeah. But I've got a lot to say yeah, about that film. Yeah. Definitely. So, yep. Uh, just a couple of quick news bits. Uh, the poster dropped today for the new film Dune. 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 Which is the new film by Denis Villeneuve, the uh, director whose last five years he's just been churning them out and they've all been like, I don't think he's made a stinker yet. Uh, he did Blade Runner 2049. Mm. He did Enemy, which oh, was a really interesting weird little film. Jake Gyllenhaal, was it? Jake Gyllenhaal. God, Arrival. I thought that was a really I, I interesting was sci-fi film. Well. It was a, a different spin on a sort of um, invasion film on it. Definitely, yeah. It's I more about language so. and oh, so stuff. Did, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Did Roland, different. Uh, Sicario. The Sicario, but you're not a fan of, but I, uh, I no, love I'm Sicario. I've not seen Sicario 2 yet. That's, that's been I'm on the list for a while. I've not seen 2. No. You've not seen Arrival? No, I'm not a fan of it. Oh, you're not a fan of it. But he did Prisoners, though, didn't he? Prisoners. I'm trying to think of the other one. Enemy and Prisoners are both And that's probably like if I was to do it like if we were doing a top five films ever that would be in there yeah it's uh, some, business is a great film yeah it's I do like I, I yeah. think all his films yeah, he, he, all Jake Gyllenhaal again isn't it you just keep yeah, using yeah. the same fella yeah yeah, yeah. Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal yeah he likes them guys for me I feel like I'm missing one as well but I can't think now but I feel like there is another one which I, I'm sure there's another one which was amazing as well I yeah. can't remember what it was can't think of it now but uh 
mean, give me an idea there. So like Dune that. sounds like it might be might be pretty decent. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a big sci-fi epic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mentioned before that I liked the uh, Lynch film yeah. of Dune, but it got slammed when it came out. Yeah. Like Sting's one of the uh, the bad guys in that. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching, I read an article the other day about um, The Thing. Um, oh, yeah. John Carpenter, was it? Yep, yep. And uh, that got panned. That, uh, uh, it bombed when it came yeah, out, yeah. yeah. Made no like money Roger at all. Ever was like saying he thought it was a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I say it made no money, and it's only yeah. in the years gone by that it's people have realised. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, John Carpenter was like that. All the films John Carpenter did that were like ahead of their time. Sort of thing. Yeah, but like, uh, I feel like Big Trouble in Little China. I absolutely mm. love that film, but it bombed again Me at the too. box office. But that when you actually look, break it down and look at it, it's basically the Matrix the kind of thing. special effects in it as well. Yeah, with so all the, uh, you know, with all the Kung Fu yeah. fighting and stuff. Like it's very, very matrix yeah, kind it was of thing. Actually. And, That's true. But again, no one was ready for that in the 80s no, kind of thing. Yeah. But 10 years later, they, they were all lapping it up. Really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah so uh, June, I'll be looking June. forward to that. that mm. Tenet probably, as well, that, that looks like another sci-fi one I'm interested in. I think we spoke a bit about that last time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's definitely on our, my, my... Nolan and uh, Villeneuve churning out the uh, yeah. sci-fi classics smashing, this year. Smashing the sci-fi classics. Yep. Uh, and one of the quick bit of news, did you see Harvey Weinstein in his uh, court mm-hmm. case? No, no, actually. It was a few weeks ago, but yeah. like he's in court for these allegations and oh, stuff. Oh, is it when like, you walked out in like, on like a Zimmer frame? Oh, yeah, <laughs> he so turned cringy. up in court in a Zimmer frame. It's oh, like, jeez. Like you, can had, walk, you can walk yeah. out. He even had um, tennis balls with holes in stuck on. Do you know, like an old... Oh, really? Thing. Oh, my Lord. Just really for the look kind of thing. Yeah. The, he's got a whole props department. He's probably could just <laughs> rustle me something up. Okay. He's probably using the effects department of, like, Mirror Max to <laughs> yeah. make me look really old and, yeah. and pasty and give me a Zimmer for Give me, like, some, like, Quentin Tarantino prop or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. Uh, yeah. Trying to win the favour of the, the Golden Globes are funny as well with Ricky Gervais that, taking the piss that, out that, of that reminds Hollywood. me of um, OJ's um, thingy tactics that doesn't it? Yeah, his court case where he couldn't fit the glove on. It's like, yeah. oh, I just can't fit it on. His hand was all <laughs> curled <laughs> up. And yeah, well, you're not going to fit <laughs> on like that. Actually, actually, yeah. The one I'm thinking about actually, the, the tactics is um, that African um, Olympian. Um, Runner, I think it was. Oh, Oscar uh, Pistorius. So, so when, oh, when he yeah, walked yeah. out without his legs on, that. Yeah. so it's the same kind of tactic yeah, where he's trying yeah. to make everyone feel sorry. For Even him. though he was a, a murdering. Yeah. Yeah, with that, with Oscar Pistorius, yeah. he was just literally like trying to make himself look like, look, how can I hurt anyone? I've got, got yeah, no, legs. no legs. Yeah, he's got a gun though, hasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I'm imagining. Well, he, he didn't have no legs, but he was armed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm imagining that's what um, Weinstein's doing. As yeah. Well. Going for the sympathy vote. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look how I know about that. I couldn't hurt the knees. And it was creepy at the Golden Globes. Oh, I actually watched a video that was like showing clips from the Golden Globes, the Oscars, or all, 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 and people were saying, oh, famous. I think Mer- Meryl Streep maybe was one of them. It's like, yeah. oh, they call him the Punisher and all that. And it's like oh, some really creepy names that he's got. And it's like, he's the, the master. And like, as in, like, he's a domineer sort of thing. He's like a, uh, a brute. Can I just go off from that as well? Creepy. Uh, have you guys heard of this new film, Bombshell? I mean, I'll be talking about it later, to be honest, yeah. but it's on topic at the moment. It's about Roger Ailes, who ran Fox News in America, and how it turned out that, like, he'd, he'd abused, like, every female who'd gone through Fox News over the, over the wow. years. That's but, like, uh, the reason he got away with it a lot of the time was because he was an older guy, I think in his 70s or 80s. People just assumed that, like, 
Probably, you can't rape. <laughs> you, know, you, probably, you can't like, even get it up, probably. Exactly. Yeah, he probably yeah. can't even do anything yeah. with it. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> he'll probably like, use the end of his Zimmer frame as some sort of implement then. Yeah, but he's probably thinking, oh, yes, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> he had the girls queuing up at the door. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they'll come on to that later. But yeah, it's another yeah. one where he's actually died since Roger Ailes. Right. He's got fired from the, for, the, for the allegations and stuff. Wow. He died a year or two later. Well, he topped himself, you think? No, I don't think so. I think... I mean, he was really old. The guilt got to him. Just the shame of it kind of thing, you know, and especially... Died when you, of shame. You know, those kind of people who, like, they've only got the job to live for kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Some I feel like he was like one, of them, per, one yeah. of them people well, who... You've got not got anything to live for. Exactly. Give up. He, he was like the king of Fox News for 25 years or this whatever is it people was. When they retire, that's it. They've yeah, got nothing to do. You just crawl in a hole and die. They just kind of, like, rot away, like, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Savile did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's what's been happening <laughs> in the news this week. John Wick, there's a John Wick 4 coming out, isn't there? And that's going to be released on the same day as The Matrix 4 as well, which sounds Oh, really? I don't yeah. know, yeah. know that. Yeah, exactly the same day, yeah. Allegedly. So, so I, I might go and watch them back to back. That day. will be... Apparently Keanu's in Keanu. Matrix, Matrix 4 as well, isn't they? They're, they're yeah, apparently yeah. reprising every cast member that's apart from Agent Smith. He's yeah. the only one who's not going to... Re- I mean, he... he oh, he, he just can't... He, he can't he, work. He wishes he? he could, apparently. Oh, uh, age scheduling, co- scheduling conflict. Oh, he would have done it. Would have been well he must be in the new Lord of the Rings movie. That yeah, the Hobbit 4. Inevitably <laughs> do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, the Keanu thing. I mean, Neo's dead, isn't he? So it's like, how's Keanu coming back? What? He dies? I remember the last spoiler. One. Spoiler. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he flew into the uh, into the robots like homeland, didn't he? And oh, yeah. Sacrificed himself. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he let Agent Smith kill him to kill Agent Smith. Yeah. Ah, yeah. But uh, I think that's with the plot for the new one. You'll find out that the Matrix is within another. There's a Matrix within a Matrix. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Inception sort of. Level. There'll be another level. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's Inception. There'll be another level to could it. Be, yeah. Could be right there. Could be. On Keanu's something. like, I've got to do all this again. <laughs> Mental. But to be fair, I was watching the trailer for Tenet again earlier today. You, you love Tenet, don't you? I'm just curious. You can't stop talking about <laughs> this. <laughs> but I just keep thinking, I love the mise-en-scene and the sort of the the, the little bits of technology that uh, Christopher Nolan puts into his films. He always, yeah. uh, like in Inception, um, like the little dream machine. The little briefcase that you have with the all the equipment. With all that looks old school. And in Tenet, the main character who's uh, Denzel Washington's son, yeah. he's wearing some sort of like vest that's got wires in it and stuff and it looks like a similar sort of like style and I thought that was cool mm. um, yeah, just, just wanted to talk about that film again <laughs> uh, I think it'll be good but then I was thinking it kind of just looks like Inception 2 doesn't it? I, I was thinking this almost to the point of like are they going to reveal that it's in the same world as Inception or something it like wouldn't that. Surprise that, me, that, that, that that's a big thing at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, like I don't think Tarantino I mean, does it and stuff. And I don't think it will be, unless it's, unless it's a very brief nod. I don't think it'll be a direct thing. I think he did it last year, didn't he? Created his own universe. Yeah, but there was a universe that nobody was asking for. I was. John was asking for. Love Yeah. But if, if no one's probably watching it thinking everyone's got Shit. their own universe here with their own characters, yeah. I'm going to do my own one. But how yeah, yeah, yeah. obscure can I, can I put Dunkirk in this universe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Shyamalan. Shyamalan, ding dong. He's yeah. weird. Right. So you got you guys got anything more? Do you want, do you want to go into Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood? Box that off. Okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nick, have you got a plot synopsis there? I do. A faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969 Los Angeles. Excellent, short and sweet. Uh, And here's a clip. Uh, We had 
a Rick Dalton double feature in our screening room last night. Oh, well, that's both flattering and, and embarrassing. <laughs> What'd you see? 35 millimeter prints of Tana and the 14 fists of McCluskey. I hope the uh, Rick Dalton uh, double feature wasn't too uh, painful for you and the, and the missus. Oh, no. Painful stuff. <laughs> what are you saying? Mary Alice loves westerns. Our whole courtship, we watch westerns. And we thoroughly enjoyed Dana. Oh, that's nice. Really good. And um, anyway, she goes to bed. I open up a box out of Brahma's. I light up. Call myself a cognac, and I watch the 14 fists of McCluskey. What a picture. What a picture. Good, good picture, yeah. That is so much fun. All the shooting. Okay, so that was a. I hate having to say once upon a time in Hollywood every time. <laughs> the, the, the whole thing. Like, yeah. uh, okay, what did you guys think of uh, this film? Um, before Jimbo starts um, sleeting it, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive in here. And That's say, fine, yeah. say I loved it, every bit of it. It's worth mentioning, I think we kind of like decided to do this, with it being a top five episode, kind of tied in that it might figure in some people's lists, you know what I mean? So yeah. it to make sense to have a chat about it before yeah. doing the uh, the top five. Yeah. So, so yeah, you loved it, yeah. I thought it was incredible, yeah. Absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Absolutely amazing. I was a I was a big fan of it myself. I mean, I mean, I, I'm a big Tarantino fan. I love mm. everything he does. A bit of a fanboy. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I am myself. I don't think there's a single one of his films which I've not liked, to be honest. Yeah. So do you want to go to Jimbo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think? It wasn't, wasn't bad, was it? It was all right. I don't think it was... Uh, uh, Tarantino, Tarantino's uh, greatest film. I'd say since... Um, Inglorious Bastards, I'd yeah. say. That was a, a kind of a resurgence for him, wasn't it? I mean, what was his one before that? Kill Bill or something? Death Proof before oh, that. Yeah, Death Proof. Yeah, which, that again, I love Death Proof, but Inglorious Bastards is way better. He was coming he was coming back with something different, wasn't he, with that one? Almost starting a new universe. And I know that there's this sort of the in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood there's a lot of references to his other films in the, in the franchise as well like the uh, the Apple is it Apple cigarettes or something like that yeah there's a lot of stuff Red like Apple that. or something like that yeah, yeah um, that's, that's mentioning but uh, and, you know uh, Django Unchained again uh, maybe I didn't enjoy Django Unchained as much as I enjoyed um, what was the one before it Jan uh, Inglourious Bastards uh, Inglourious Bastards yeah but then like Hateful Eight came out and it was like oh it's okay it's a bit different and then now this I well. think uh, you kind of hit on something there with uh, the Inglorious Bastards thing. I think that film kind of cemented his style going forward. Mm. Before that, his films all seemed quite different. Yeah. And like, for me, Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained especially feel it's very similar, similar in very style. Similar. Like, They're almost uh, like, it's like a spiritual sequel, Django. Yeah, and they both have similar, even like opening title cards. They're both yeah. just like yellow writing on black yeah. and stuff. Which so. looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love all his style. Whereas this film... I, I, the opening correct me if I'm wrong but the opening titles appear at the end of the film I think it's when uh, they're walking up to the hills at the end and it says Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah and like that, that's totally different for Tarantino yeah, like, you know, yeah, didn't yeah. even have an open title card at the start no. of his film though. No. does anyone yeah. know it, was it shot on film this one yeah I think he uses the big uh, the big Panavision IMAX maybe that poster you've got there Nick it doesn't mention on there does it what it was filmed in a lot of his posters mention uh, 
Sorry to add. <laughs> no, no, for, for um, the, the, the listeners, we have. Shows it like Panavision I Seventy like the, or the something. Retro feel to the poster. You can find it on Google if you just type in. Bottom right corner. Poster probably, but it's look pretty cool. No mention of it. No worries. A lot of his film posters mention like Panavision shot in Panavision or whatever, Seventy yeah. or whatever it is. Like, yeah, it's uh, normally seventy mil in it. Yeah, but yeah, shot on film. Uh, Again, worth mentioning, this, this is his ninth film, and I think he, he he is planning to stick to his plan of retiring after the tenth. He also said he wants to make you're not a true uh, Hollywood director unless you unless you've done three westerns. Oh yeah, well. a western director that isn't it? Yeah. Oh sorry, yeah, yeah he wants be, to be a western director. You can only yeah. be a proper there, there western director. Western western films in, in uh, what's the time in Hollywood as well, isn't there? Well, definitely on Kill Bill. Yeah. Kill Bill's very true, western thing. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's like more I of an eastern, isn't it? Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's a yeah. He says he wants to do 10 movies, but I feel like he's counting Kill Bill as like one. one. He is, definitely, yeah. I think he's going to come come back with something different and then he's going to do one last Western to like. Well, he's he's, he's, he's doing Kill Bill 3, isn't he? He said he's going to do that. That's a good point, yeah. So you might just count that as still one film. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's going to count the um, the same film. Is is, uh, Uma Thurman going to come back after the allegations that were made? Uh, didn't he well, like push he spat her? on her he, spat, he pushed no, no, her to she, the no, edge she, he put she, her in dangerous situations well, she, she came out in support of him didn't she yeah, I, don't, I don't think she was the one like flinging oh. the she was actually in support of him saying it was fine kind of thing yeah. when he spat on me yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love like, being spat on no 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 I think she, I think she said like he was he getting, got put in the car he, in a he, dangerous he, situation he was trying to get the best out of me and which is what he was doing like, and yeah. she was fine with it. I've seen some videos on the internet and um, they spit on each other they're trying to get the best out of each other it was on, I think it was on called a website called Pornhub. Uh, I think that's what it was called. Anyway, I think I've seen that video. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send it to you later if you can see if it's the same one. But yeah, I've got a few notes here, guys. If you don't mind, for going to uh, a few different things about this film, uh, performances for me across the board were amazing. Like, oh, like I, I couldn't fault. Anyone. That's one thing yeah. I, I have to agree with you on. Yeah, I mean, there's been a bit of been a bit of flack about. Uh, Sharon, T- uh, Sharon Tate about Margot Robbie's uh, depiction of Sharon Tate. Yeah. Is, this, is this because she didn't have many lines? Yeah, it's because she doesn't talk much, but no. it's one of them things that I don't want to sound like ignorant to it, but I didn't even think about this watching the film. No, like no. The, and I suppose the, 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 where, the, where the era is set, probably women were probably told to shut up a little bit more. <laughs> in, the, in the late 60s. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... I feel, I feel like... Sharon Tate being the person she is. She should have maybe, I mean, yeah. She who was she was married person. to. She probably wasn't really told to shut up that often. <laughs> That's true. I, think, I mean, I'm just thinking about this now. Like, I, I almost feel like maybe she doesn't talk much in the film because Tarantino's trying to get at a feeling of like, we'll, we'll get onto what he did to Bruce Lee in a minute and how people weren't happy mm. about that. And almost like if he, if he had her talking too much about, about certain, certain things and airing views on things, People might find that disrespectful, saying like, "How do you know what Sharon Tate? You can't win these so days, can you? Maybe. How do you know what Sharon Tate? Risque doing a film about a woman who got murdered anyway. And That's what I mean. It's, you're on dodgy territory anyway yeah. to start off with. I thought it was kind of weird, and I know that like um, Tarantino does sort of this alternate history thing. He did that with um, Inglorious Bastards. Hitler got shot in the face with a machine gun. Well, can I, not can I, historically accurate. It's another universe sort of thing, isn't it? Can I j- jump off from there, like a? Uh, have you heard about the Greta Gerwig thing? Uh, oh, I don't know what film festival it was the other week. Now, Who's I've heard Greta about Gerwig? this. A film actress and director. Right. She's just great, Greta Gerwig. Like she's a class act, and uh, yeah. she directed Little Women. 
this year. This year. Right, and she yeah. directed Lady Bird. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, oh no, I did want to watch it. I'm not. It, got it's class, Lady Bird. Yeah. And she's been in, done a lot of acting as well. She's been in, like horror films, like oh, uh, The House of the Devil. I think it was called. And stuff. Right. Sounds spooky. But she's great anyway. But uh, she introduced Tarantino with a speech saying that he makes films as if they could save the world. Like uh, he kills Hitler in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. He saves Sharon Tate in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And like, you know, his alternate fiction, like it's like he's making films to like... Fixing the make world. The world. Yeah, to make the world history. a better place kind of thing. Yeah. And I think Tarantino was actually getting a bit teary, like listening listen to her talk about him. And he said afterwards, like, I, I loved that speech. I've always said that I want people to talk about me as if I'm dead kind of thing. Like, oh. and you just did that. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great little speech. Like if you can uh, catch that on YouTube. Yeah, I'll give but it up. But as you mentioned then, you know, with the Hitler thing, his, his little university has... I feel like he does approach films as if like he's trying to right wrongs or something yeah. in the world. You know what I mean? He's, like he's, he's making like the uh, Hollywood um, fairy tale. Exactly ending. the Hollywood ending. Yeah, yeah that's literally exactly. this film is. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I've literally, yeah, this film is literally the Hollywood he's, ending. He was yeah. busy dates with, with Weinstein as well, wasn't he? What do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, I think he has actually said, "I'm really sorry." Like I didn't, I, I've always backed him, but I now now I know he's a pervert or something. I mean, I, I'm fine with him being friends with him and stuff when he, when he was funding his films. Again, this goes back to the bombshell thing, the film called Bombshell. Mm. Uh, the the main Fox News anchor in that, I can't think of her name now, but she said that she still respected the Roger Ailes. Like, he tried to abuse her like 20 years ago or whatever, but like, she rebuffed him and nothing nothing went any further. She liked his spunk. Well, <laughs> his tenacity. You've got spunk. You got, I, like, I like spunk, yeah. <laughs> But then, like, after that, she worked for them for 20 years and she came to respect him because, like, you know. He might. He did make an an impromptu approach to her, mm. but uh, she, she was saying like you know she respected his work ethic and stuff after yeah. that. And I mean, so it's a really t- he tried really to rate me, but what a great guy though. I mean, he... uh, it's a really tough subject, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like I, I'm not going to hold it as Tarantino because he got he, no, he got I his mean, films funded. People by have got dodgy mates sometimes, haven't they? Yeah. And like I say, it was a different era as well. People mm. forget this sometimes. Like it was 25 years ago when Pulp Fiction was made and stuff. Yeah, true. Attitudes were different. You know, not that, not to say that's right or anything. No, you know what no, I mean? I know what you mean. It was but a different Jimmy world. Sam, I mean, that's a different different thing, isn't it? But well, exactly. Yeah. The, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I mean that that's that's pretty weird as well. Isn't yeah. It? I think is he is he going to go to jail? Is he in jail now? I honestly don't know what. What the actual court case is, no. whether you'll just get fined or, or whatever. Hollywood sure, is a quite big industry. Normally, they don't they're like the Vatican, really, of, of America, aren't they? Uh, what oh, Hollywood? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so but, maybe they can pay people off and get people arrested and yeah, yeah, get people whacked. Talking <laughs> about uh, people being disrespectful, uh, Bruce Lee. What do you think about his mm, portrayal? That was pretty disrespectful. Disrespect for the dead. Well, wasn't they, it? Do you think so? He made him out to be an arsehole in the film as well. But, but he, he probably was. Though. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might not have been. He, <laughs> well, been appa- apparently he was though. But um, he was an arsehole. Apparently he was. Oh, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I didn't know the guy, but no, anyway. <laughs> I would um, tell that to his face. Yeah, let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, don't sue me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. I mean, if if you're that guy and you've got you're that good at what he's good at, martial arts, he's and he's the the most powerful person in the room. He always yeah. would have been, you know, physically, I mean? physically, as and uh, probably emotionally. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
like you're gonna you're gonna be a cocky bastard. I'm sorry if I if I could um, um do push ups with my little fingers, no. I'd be a cocky bastard. I don't think no. I think his his ethic should have been he should have been humble. I think that, that, that I think that's probably what what the way of the. Do you think like the way I read it was the way he's portrayed in the film? He's like somebody who knows he's got a legend around himself. And so he's acting in a certain way to perpetuate yeah. that legend, you know, when he's like... He's trying to be a teacher, basically, isn't he? He's trying to have an era of mystique. I'm the teacher. The, type, the, the I think it's doing that choreography for a fight scene or something. Yeah, with uh, Sharon Tate, yeah. That's right, yeah. That's the real Bruce Lee, I think, at that point. But there's one right. bit when he's t- talking to them, saying, like, people always say to me, you know, uh, will you fight Cassius Clay? And I say, if I did fight him, I don't know, I don't know which way the result would be. Yeah. I think that's him just, perpet- like, Deliberately being like a bit of an egomaniac. Would like, he have said that in real life? Do you think? Well, I think he might. I don't like Cassius Clay. Definitely would have said stuff like that. Like yeah, he, he did doing interviews and stuff. Do you think know? Cassius Clay? Who would win in a fight between Cassius Clay and Bruce Lee? Well, as uh, Brad Pitt says, he'd be a bloody stain on Cassius Clay's shorts. Yeah. By the, <laughs> by the <end> of <laughs> and I kind of, I'm not going to lie. I kind of, uh, I kind of agree. <laughs> I think, yeah, but, uh, but I think because there's one bit after that where he's, he's squaring up to fight Brad Pitt. And a guy says to Bruce Lee, be careful, that guy killed his wife. And it's like, what, that guy? And like, you get to see the real Bruce Lee when he's not being like this pompous Yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's a, it's all the facade, it's all the kind of thing. Exactly. Ooh, it's it's all an act when he's yeah. talking about stuff like... He, was he American, Bruce Lee? Was he actually an American bloke? Or was he like Chinese? Or He's buried in California, isn't he, I think. Uh, but I think, he might, I think he was born in China. Right, was he? I think so, So yeah. he wasn't, he was actually, he obviously would have been westernised by the... Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, his son was American, isn't he? Uh, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee yeah. was. was. American. He was American. Was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we've covered Bruce Lee. I can cross him off. Cross <laughs> <laughs> him off, yeah, off the list. Yeah. Going back to the performances thing. Uh, like the one, st- well, two standout bits for me is when uh, DiCaprio's having like a meltdown in his trailer and he's just shouting at himself in the mirror, calling himself yeah, an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. That was good. Uh, and after that, he goes and delivers like the best performance of his, of his career, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. That whole bit is just, I think, with the little girl, with the little girl, I think yeah. it's amazing. Uh, you mentioned the little girl there, though. That, that's one bit of the film where I think you can see Tarantino's writing the way that little girl talks. Because mm. in his older films, you can you can read his writing easily. She talks, would, she would talks this like Tarantino, kind of basically. A nerdy couple, or oh, sorry, a, a gangster couple in a, in a in a in a. A booth of a coffee shop or whatever, a canteen to be talking about yeah. really dweeby stuff, high end stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, probably not. And you can just see that it's time to was writing. Yeah. And I do think like, that that's recently know. he's kind of got away with not. Was, with it. Mm. was it? It was Kill Bill, wasn't it? You, that you've um, quoted quite a few times where he uh, talks about Superman and how, Superman, how he's yeah. like the, the, the Clark Kent and uh, yeah, how, yeah. How, how he's the Superman different. is is the persona. He's, sort he's of the best one because his his secret identity is. The persona, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah. That's his real name, and Spider Man's his persona. Yeah, yeah. But the other Superman, it's the other way yeah. around. So, so like, like you say, that that that's that sounds like Tarantino. That's, that's yeah. very Tarantino. At like, that point, you're not listening to Bill anymore. It's you're a bit Tarantino, Tarantino, that I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, um, watched an interview with uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Actually, I think um, Tarantino was in himself, um, and and and. Um, Leonardo was um, basically saying how like when you do a film with Tarantino you don't actually have to do any improv because um, Tarantino does it for you 
he does all the improv in the script. You oh, don't really? have, yeah, there's you, no room for... You, you, you don't need to... Yeah. You don't need to improv. Because you don't improv at all. You do what Tarantino's and, 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 got on the page. Yeah. Apparently, like, like, maybe like they will do it slightly different. And Tarantino's Potentially. Tino, I like that one more or whatever. No, well, well this is what he said. He'll, he'll like do something a bit different. And Tarantino will go, come on, it's in the script. Do it right. <laughs> I imagine he's um, an perfectionist, isn't he? Yeah, but, but, like, but like, like you said, like you, you don't actually have to... Do that because it's all all the improv. It's all done, done for you. Script. You don't have to worry about yeah. anything. Just you know, you know what I mean. Like, like lines and in, in a lot of films, they'll be like just have a dialogue for five yeah. minutes. I get um, that. Tar- Tarantino will write that dialogue. Yeah, I understand that. Tarantino's baby. He wants it to be exactly the way he. An artist wants their work to come out way exactly the way it is. And yeah. I know but, that but making but a film is, is a is a collaborative effort, but what Tarantino wants and what he gets. I mean, that, but, that's from. Well, exactly. But in, but in a lot of films, like they, they will just kind of say, "Oh, just just." talk about stuff for a bit you know what I mean yeah. whereas Tarantino he'll say this is what you're talking like Shane about Shane Meadows it'll be like right you're going to go in this room and in five minutes he's going to come in here and he's going to say that you've done such and such a thing and then basically they just sit and talk about stuff just riff on it kind of thing yeah, right? it's, yeah. All, it's all very loosely scripted but exactly. this is the opposite then. exactly yeah. like the Tarantino approach is like the definition of an old, an old tour in it. you know when mm. a, you have a vision you stick to it like and a lot of films that like you mentioned are collaborations like made by committee. Whereas I feel like with Tarantino, it's like literally yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> do that's it my not way. to say that the actors don't have any input. They do. They have their input of their own acting ability. Don't yeah, they? definitely. He would, he would have chose the, the people he wanted yeah. to play and those And that's probably like. one of the reasons why a lot of these directors use the same actors because they know that they know that they yeah. know how to work with them already. Especially and the big when, names as well. Especially when, he, when you're writing for someone, he would know how he how to write for DiCaprio yeah, how to exactly. write for yeah. have, have you seen who um, Tarantino says is his favourite actor no is it it's not Burt Reynolds is it Chris Pine oh I like Chris Pine it's of the new batch in it this yeah he said he's the best of the new batch oh, coming through. yeah saying? yeah All right. he's the one he wants to work with of the current but, like, but batch he, of but actors but he's also said he won't do his Star Trek I think now Oh, right. I never thought he was going to, to be honest. Because he, he, he was pegged to do a, a new Star Trek film, wasn't he? But what? Tarantino. Oh, Tarantino likes him, does he? Yeah, yeah. Well, for a couple of years now, Tarantino's been, been like I say, pegged to right, do right, right, right. Star Trek, whatever the next one will be. Yeah. Uh, like an, an R-rated Star Trek film, he's but he's that, not doing it well. Fair enough. He could have still come. It's his tenth film. No one. It'd be like to see Tarantino do a sci-fi horror or something, though. Apparently, he got asked about Star Wars when Star Wars was being rebooted in 2015. Wouldn't would it? Yeah. Oh, that'd look been great, though, wouldn't it? It'd be interesting, for, but it's not him. And to it? be fair, like all all of all the fans might have loved it. Mm. <laughs> he might have done. Oh, well, John would have loved it. <laughs> but um, if they did a spin-off, then maybe. But you can't be part of the main franchise, the main trilogy, can it? Otherwise, it would it'd mess up there. You've got a very um, what would I be looking for? Uh, a family-friendly uh, aspect of the yeah, game. So, yeah, but well, then again, yeah. I mean, Marvel have also got a, like a very uh, family-friendly sort of uh, feel to most of the films. But then they, they've done Blade. They've done a couple of other films. Well, well Blade like, um, has come from a different studio, hasn't it? Still Marvel. Yeah, so that but, but, but like like Star Wars and Marvel at the moment are <laughs> under Disney and that can't yeah. go in that direction. Right, really. so, means, so Marvel could never do another Blade film with the same... Well, they, they probably wouldn't... They'd probably put it under the 20th Century Studios um, um, title. Oh, we now. should have mentioned that at the start of the show, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, that, they, that they've renamed. They've renamed 20th Century Fox, yeah. yeah. 20th Century Fox has been renamed... <laughs> Yeah. And Fox have a because they've sold the right to basically the, the, well, well Disney have bought 20th Century Fox, right? So they don't call it 20th Century, they call it 20th Century Studios, and they still have the t- same, same, yeah. same logo, but it just says Studios and not Fox anymore. Ah, right, okay, so it's still got the, the sort of the big gold letters and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. But again, going back to the reason they've done that is the whole scandal from the film Bombshell is Fox News, 
and they are no longer anything to do with 20th Century Fox. So they Disney work. don't want people to think they're anything to do with... They've got something to do with... What's the guy who owns Fox called again? Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. They've got nothing to they do with They want to completely cut ties with that. Right, like, okay. yeah. Which, at first when I heard of it, I thought, oh, it's, it's terrible. They're like they're killing the studio. But after hearing the reason, like, yeah. To be honest, start, yeah, yeah Rupert Murdoch's a piece of shit, to yeah, be honest with me. So. One of the worst people in the world. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, going back to like Tarantino, uh, I, was, I was watching more interviews and stuff with him. And I've, I, I love the process and how he like creates a film from start to finish because he was going through his kind of process, and he said like for this film in particular, it started because he was sat on a, he was sat on a, um, on a set and he saw two actors uh, well sorry an actor and his stunt double sat over and and, and it instantly he, goes, there was no, a he, literally, he, he literally looked at him and went if I ever do a film about actors. It's gonna be. It's gonna be about like a stuntman. Um, and his, a man and his them two beanmates, like yeah, yeah for it, like that. To be fair, I love this, the, the sort of. So the, then, fr- from the idea, he said like that. His next step from that, he goes into because he's got his own record room. He's got a room full of records, mm. and he'll go through and he'll just pick a load of records out which he thinks. That's well, what he picks a film on, doesn't he? Well, yeah, yeah. He film. literally goes through, picks out the records, and goes. I think this will be great for the idea. This one speck of an idea I've got. And he'll pick out the songs, and then the film will come from the songs. Yeah, I which I think is amazing. Way yeah, so doing definitely. It. Again, like uh, Tarantino doesn't have traditional soundtracks, and that he'll just pick music once. He doesn't have like a composer to like. Like, like, no, like, I said, no. like I said, he's got he's got like a room full of records, and like it'll be old movie ones from like yeah. um, like because he's a big fan of like Asian. Um, old Asian movies and stuff yeah, like, like yeah. kung fu films. Yeah, like like the like I'm talking old ones from yeah, like the 40s, 70s, 50s 80s. Or, yeah. Well, like Kill Bill, a lot of the music out of Kill Bill, and even like the little sound effects all come from old like yeah Asian. Yeah, and even that. like you know the, the big the like noises. I can't do it, but you know the big tune out of Kill Bill, the uh, yeah, I know you know that mean, big yeah, like tune. That's from yeah. another Asian film, like that just the, the amazing it drums in it. And the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a very famous. He's that in a few of his films, as I think, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a I'm sorry, just on the Kill Bill thing as well. There's a, like a, there's a warning sound whenever like anything happens in the zooms. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and again, that's one of the old Asian films. Dun, like, just, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah, like this, like um, he, he he goes into his record room and he'll pick some of these soundtracks from old films, and then the idea will kind of come just flourish from there. I, 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 I wish I wish I had that kind of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might he's I think he's sort of on the spectrum of some degree, isn't he? He might be sort yeah. of like an, he's a crazy artist in some respect. Definitely so I like him at least. Yeah. Probably he would be nowadays classified as autistic probably if uh, yeah. he yeah, got he caught be. as a kid kind of thing. Yeah. I feel I'm a bit autistic probably. Well, I, like I think him. everybody's on some I'm not uh, I think this is a different topic for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a psychiatrist, but uh, I think everybody's on the spectrum at some point, aren't they? Like it's some the obsessive yeah. levels he goes to with stuff yeah. like yeah. But like just going off the back of that like this is why I love Tarantino and his films. Like, even if some of his films aren't as good as other ones, I'll still give him five stars, just because of the whole package. Similar to what we were talking about a few weeks ago, wasn't it, or a few episodes ago, where we have two ratings: what you expect of that uh, of that director or that that creator, and then what the film actually gives you in, in yeah. terms of uh, enjoyment and the technical aspects as well. But like, like Nick mentioned, like the soundtrack and stuff. I know when there's a new Tarantino film coming out. I can watch it, I can buy it on Blu-ray and obsess over it and I can buy the soundtrack and I'll have, a, I'll have 50 new songs that I've never yeah, heard of that all of a sudden true. I'll love. You get the full package, I've never really thought of it in that way but yeah. I, see what, I see what you mean now. And that's why I love it so much. Like, yeah. You can get the collector's edition and all that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel new like 
following Tarantino's director, it's like having like a, a really cool nerdy friend who like just shows you like amazing stuff. Yeah. Because like whenever a film comes out, it's like it's fifteen <laughs> songs that you never heard of, and they're yeah. all fucking amazing. It's like <laughs> that's not Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to them. <laughs> think of an analogy that, that, that can that can sort of like maybe when a new computer game comes out, and you know you might have a few you know new bits and bobs, or when sort of. Um, and just like in, just like in the office when like someone might recommend a song and be like, "Have you yeah. ever heard of this?" Like, listen to that. And you, you never heard it before, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's the best thing I've ever yeah, heard." That's of. true. That for me is like this. Like, it's, it's like a new franchise almost to to have something like, like Tarantino. Just sit into you, like, listen to all these songs, watch the film. You'll yeah. love this. You'll listen, you'll love those songs, and it's like, yeah, you're right. They're all great. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for your next film. Thanks, thanks <laughs> man, Quentin. Yeah, yeah, good work. <laughs> just going into uh, like actual scenes from the film. The highlight for me. It's the uh, Spawn movie ranch. Remember that when uh, Brad Pitt goes oh, to the yeah the movie ranch. We've not really mentioned it, but like this film is like a, a retelling of the Charlie Manson like mm. murders. And it's, it's not, when it's not really what I expected it to be. Yeah, and it's when oh. you first meet like the Charlie the, the Manson family and stuff living on that Spawn movie ranch. And this is all true. Like, this oh is really? That. It's quite yeah, true were, to. It's exactly how it happened. They were right. living on a movie ranch with an old film producer. And he was like, in bed, sort of he like... He was blind, old and sick and yeah. blind, like, and the young ginger girl was just, like, uh, fucking him every day, keeping him happy, like... Yeah. It was the weirdest, keeping like, the money to one side and stuff. Yeah, like, they were actually running horse uh, horse rides from oh, the... Like, like, like in the like film. In the film yeah. like from, no way. And they were doing it to make money and stuff, like, That's yeah. insane. That's while cool. planning these murders and stuff. That was fucking Imagine creepy, it. wasn't it? But just the whole scene of like Brad Pitt walking up to that main cabin, yeah, and he's just like, "God, what's going to happen here?" Yeah, just the, the tension of that scene. Like, and then did he, he really know? Did Brad Pitt really know the old guy in that in that scene? Yeah, he, he actually worked. He used to work for. It was an, he's an actual real person. That guy's an actual movie producer. Right, the, the, right. The, the, uh, something to spawn. And uh, well, oh, sorry, never mind. I misunderstood. The point. For some reason, I thought you meant did Brad Pitt's character, but he doesn't exist. Does he? Oh, so yeah, he's a fictional character. Yeah, but. In the film, he knew him because, yeah, like, he fair. he worked on his ranch ten that's years fair. ago, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the whole scene I just found like really tense. It, it, I, I, I found it very tense right up until the end, and like even at that point, like his his, his um, tires have been yeah, sat all out of that, the and they, they go to go and get texts and stuff, and it's all of that. You're like, just get out of there, yeah. Brad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but like it ends with him riding down the motorway. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. With the with the girl, uh, she's she's a prostitute, isn't she, or something like? No, that. no, he's he's on his own at this point. Yeah, he's left on it at that point. Oh, but yeah. but she was the one who brought him there. Yeah. 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 yeah, which again, this is all. This, these are things that actually happened. That whole bit is loosely based on Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys. He he had two of the Manson family living in his apartment. As like, well, apparently he stole some music from Charles Manson and passed it off as Beach Boys music. Well, that's what Manson claims, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. apparently. Who fancied himself as a bit of, bit of a musician. Yeah, but apparently I've heard of a couple of his songs and he's not bad. I mean, they're a bit psychopathic. <laughs> um, interesting, though. as you'd imagine. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. what else do you expect? But... Talking about psychos, the uh, the Brad Pitt scene where. I keep calling him Brad Pitt. I can't think of the I guy's can't, name. I know he's the boat scene you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the scene with his wife, where I just love the way it's filmed, where they, they mention that, like, you know, he killed his wife. And they're like, yeah. what? Holy shit, that guy? Yeah. And then it, later on, when he's on the roof fixing the aerial, it just cuts to uh, him on the boat with a harpoon gun and his wife just shouting at him for like a minute straight. Yeah. And you know exactly what's happened, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you don't need the to see. The harpoon gun just pointed out the whole time. Yeah. You don't need to see any more than that, really. Yeah. I thought that was really good. <laughs> again, just a little aside, but like that, that scene was. Again, I think he's, he's had a bit of flack for being a bit. Too. 
Based on a real thing. No, no, being a bit like a misogynist. Right, okay. You know, Which I suppose they, a lot of Quentin Tarantino films are, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but like nowadays it's been highlighted more. But then again, I feel as though Tarantino films are supposed to hark back to a bygone era where that probably would have been the norm. And I don't think that the sexism and the misogyny isn't the, the, the key element to it. But there is a little bit of that. There's, there's probably a little bit of racism. There's, well, there's a little bit of all of these things that, that we don't appreciate in today's society. Well, that, that's it, though. Were like, important in his work, it's, it's like period pieces, aren't mm-hmm. they? Um, and and they always um, like like racism, the the sexism. It's it's all um, a product of the eras. Yeah. yeah. So so I, I I don't think like like say for example in this film that um, Sharon Tate didn't say much. It's probably because like in that era there was a, a lot of sexism. Yeah. Maybe maybe not with these, but yeah. um, I mean I, I mentioned that earlier on, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean no, she no, was no, a, a character that kind of should be able no, to. Sort no no of no. I, I think I've, I've, I've I've just just came up with this theory myself now. Right. Uh, I think I think because because it's from the sixties where sexism was quite mm. it was, it was rife. 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 That rife. was the word I was thinking <laughs> of as well. It was rife in the Americas. I, I reckon that um, that like he he's kind of portraying this thing of women not speaking much because that is kind of maybe that might have happened in them days. But yeah, yeah, maybe not with these these. Um, um, like this She's actress and stuff. There, she? No, yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. Sure. Maybe not with this actress so much, but I reckon they're just trying to portray the fact that in that era it was it was a it was rife um, sexism. So yeah, definitely. I mean that that's that's my only that's my theory that because like maybe like in um like um sorry Jungle and Chain and stuff. Like, like I'm guessing the black people probably wouldn't have had that many lines and stuff, but it's the racism that you need to be looking at because that is what's a product of that era. Kind of thing. Like, going a little bit off topic, but the there was a story a year or two ago about the, they were talking about. I think it might be a thing in Britain, but the one about like editing Little House on the Prairie, the books, to remove like all the content of like racial issues and stuff like that. It's like it's a document of the time at this point. Like, you know. Yeah. You, you can't erase things from history. <laughs> I was I, I, no, but I was reading like a, I was reading a book the other week, um, Hell's Angels by um, Contrast Thompson, and the, the the language in it is like uh, it, yeah, the, it, the, the the word the language he uses and stuff like it uses it uses the N word a lot yeah. throughout the book. And and I'm 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 reading it going God, am I? How is this acceptable? But it's from the eight. Sorry, it's from the. 70s? The 70s, I think, yeah. So, so like, like it's acceptable. You can't change it, though, because that's the book. Yeah. What's that old saying of, like, well, you know, if you... If you so I'm going to murder the, the saying, but it's like the thing of, if you forget, you're doomed to repeat history yeah, or whatever, exactly, something like yeah. that. Isn't it? But, yeah. Uh, so, what was that point we were on about there? <laughs> uh, well, we were talking about um, um, the sexism. Oh. Yeah. Why? Just, I've got a few other points here. I'll just mention. Uh, did you notice that Damien Lewis was playing Steve McQueen, a British actor? The guy who's in. Um, it's been in a few things. That, that, uh, that TV program. Homeland. Homeland. That, yeah. Homeland. Yeah, he was playing Steve McQueen, and I like Damien Lewis, but he does not look like Steve McQueen. I don't know why. <laughs> and I don't think he really had the charisma of Steve McQueen. Either, yeah, that's really. what I mean. It's just about a weird fit. But he's only in it for like two yeah, minutes tops yeah. kind of thing but they put this curly blonde wig on him just a weird choice to put Damien Lewis yeah. as Steve McQueen I just, he did a good job I quite like Damien Lewis but yeah weird it's a weird one uh, and another another point as well 
nostalgia is a big thing nowadays, isn't it, with films like Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out? Yeah, Jumanji and all that. Yeah, exactly. Just all Jurassic this World and nostalgia Star Wars. The thing is, though, I think QT does it, but he does it in a, like in a way where it doesn't seem like a, a offensive kind of thing and just in your face. Yeah, this whole film is basically a nostalgia trip for him, just going back to when he was a kid, kind of thing. You know, like all the things that were popular for him when he was a kid. Yeah. Like Brad Pitt drives the car that Brad Pitt drives around in that blue car is the exact model that his dad used to drive around yeah. right. when he was a kid. Like similar to the way that Sam Raimi does, does, has that old park. Oh, the car. Oldsmobile, yeah, yeah, in all of his films, yeah, the Evil Dead's and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, I just find it funny where like this is literally a nostalgia piece, but Tarantino does it in a way where it just doesn't feel in your face kind of thing. You know, what I mean, it feels a lot more charming as opposed yeah, to yeah. cashing in on something. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I see what you mean. It's yeah. very rose tinted, isn't it? Do you think? <clears throat> I think so. It probably is, isn't it? Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. Like, like we mentioned, the ending is like a Hollywood yeah. uh, fairy tale kind of thing, isn't it? I was a big fan well, of the whilst, ending. Whilst really. we're on the topic of the ending, I, I don't know how, but because I, I only watched it this month, uh, Once mm. Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I'm, I'm, I somehow managed to completely miss all spoilers for this film. So I went in knowing that it was about Manson. Me too. And I... Went in thinking I was, was going to happen. I, I was going to experience the true story of Sharon Tate. I, I mean, <laughs> with QT's um, history, I probably should have. With probably the should have known, like yeah. But but I, I when that ha- bit happened, I was I was gobsmacked. I didn't know like and, a... and throughout the film, I had been enjoying it all the way through. And then that happened, and I was just like, wow, Whoa, my God, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. And, like, again, the tension of it, like, the whole bit where, like, they're driving up the road and DiCaprio walks out with this rose and margarita. He's like, yeah, yeah. starts shouting out at them and stuff. What the yeah. fuck, you dirty hippies? Yeah, you've got this yeah. fucking yeah. car off my driveway. Bring the down to my house. <laughs> and he's just supping out that massive mm. rose and margarita. Yeah. Mixer cup thing. <laughs> really? Just shaking out. I really like Leonardo DiCaprio's character in the film as well. Yeah. Rick quite. Dalton. Rick Dalton. Is that Rick right? Dalton? You're it right. sounds about you got, right. You got that bang on. Yeah. Uh, but I love that bit and like the, the tension where like Brad Pitt comes back after smoking that uh, acid cigarette, acid cigarette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the whole thing with the break in just the, the tension of that scene and then like as soon as it kicks off you're like oh. the dog and everything yeah it's like, there's nothing to worry about Brad Pitt's got this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt is the badass of the, of the film really isn't he but again, he's the, a bad guy of, really they've set that up with him beating up Bruce Lee earlier in the film yeah. they've shown you that like Showing he's not a good guy this guy but yeah. he can handle himself kind of thing yeah like, he's yeah. an hard bastard sort of thing and I love that as well it's almost like you know, the whole thing of, like, taking the power out of something. Because the Manson murders have this, like, mystery about them, don't they? This, like, evil aura kind but of really thing. Really, they're just dweebs sort of exactly, thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Just take yeah. the power away. When Tex comes in, it's like, I'm the devil, <clears throat> and I'm here to do the devil's business. It's like, no, nah, it was something stupider than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was Rex or something. <laughs> it kind of reminded me what Brad Pitt did to uh, uh, Christoph Waltz's character in um, Inglorious Bastards. It's sort of the same sort of thing. Oh, the yeah, yeah. of the main... When he carves the uh, yeah, swastika. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that happens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, that, that whole final scene, and then the way it finishes, like with the uh, the one girl in the swimming pool, and DiCaprio just goes off and gets his flamethrower. <laughs> Again, it's like a Hollywood ending, isn't it? They, yeah. They've set the flamethrower up early in the film, so yeah. they've got to bring yeah. it back for the final scene. Are we going to be like... seeing that flamethrower again? Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that, what you just said, though, about how... how um... 
I, I, they've kind of took the mystique away from it and they've just kind of made that made, made that, it a farce ma- made it out as if like, they are just like like you said dweebs, dweebs yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I, I love the idea I, I'd never even considered that no, but I like that I, I like that yeah. again like you get people who are obsessed with like you know like murderers don't you and stuff like that yeah, like and yeah. people who like idolise copycat them and stuff. killers and stuff exactly and I feel well, like, like there's an, an intent to say like no these are just fucking idiots mm-hmm. <laughs> I, really, I really like the idea that that's kind of Maybe not his intention, but like... I mean, is Roman Polanski still alive? That, that is one of... He is, and he's a paedophile. Oh, okay, so we didn't need... Quentin Tarantino didn't need his blessing for this film. No. Uh, in, he can't go back to America or he'll be arrested. Oh, I didn't realise that. It's like with a 15-year-old girl back in like the late 70s. Wow. Yeah. Was that allowed in the 70s, though? No. Okay. Well, he's a criminal then. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. It's pretty pedophilic to reckon do that was as a result of... Well, this is the thing, like, it's like after that happened, like, his, his unborn went... child being murdered and stuff, it, it might have messed him up a bit, like, yeah. but... Yeah. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I know, I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying it's an excuse or anything, but... Yeah. He could have changed him into one. But, uh, not only that, his friend as well, that like JC Bring, got murdered as well, wasn't he? Uh, oh, Jesus. And Steve, McQu- Steve McQueen was meant to be there that night. Have you heard about yeah. this? He was invited to be there that night, and he couldn't make it because of, like, uh alternate plans yeah. and like you know Steve McQueen could have been murdered yeah. no fucking way yeah yeah it's mental isn't it yeah. just we mentioned Charlie Manson uh, we've said before the actor who played him also played him in Mindhunter he did yeah oh uh, that's interesting I didn't realise that apparently you know what I've not even watched the special features on the Blu-ray yet I don't know what I've been playing at but apparently there's more Manson stuff on the Blu-ray right, which I've not watched yet it's the so. same fellow who's already played him before in Mindhunter as well yeah and the thing is, like Mindhunter, would you say go and watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? To, to very, he's like a really good actor. He plays him really well, doesn't he? He's, he's barely in this film. Though. He's in for one scene. Yeah, I think. he wasn't really in it much. Like I say he got his other stuff cut out. But in Mindhunter, the scene in Mindhunter was amazing. I think yeah, when he, he uh, when he meets them in, in prison and so, yeah. so, so like it's 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 class that he, he can play the same character one before he's in jail. Yeah, like, and where he's just at the height of his. Evil, pretty yeah. much. In another universe. Um, in another universe. But then he also gets to play him after he's committed his atrocities. Yeah. Um, in prison. Um, That's interesting. I, 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 I reckon as an actor, like being able to play uh, your character in two different... And they're both critically acclaimed uh, media exactly, pieces as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. I reckon that would be Fair enough gr- a kind of quite um, good as an actor to be able to complete your character in such a way. Almost like he's the... Put- if you want Charlie Manson in your film, he's the go-to guy now. Like you, you won't get this fella. Yeah, don't you, he's the main Charlie Manson. Well, I was yeah. uh, there was a film that came out last year. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Wasn't now. the Haunting of Sharon no, Tate? Was it? Actually, no. It's, it might have been um, Manson says or Charlie says something like that. And it was uh, Matt Smith who played oh, him. Right. Played him. Um, Is he the English guy? Yeah, Doctor Who. He was yeah. the one who played yeah. Doctor Who a while ago. I've only ever seen um, him as, as Doctor and, Who. And, and, and I thought he, he was crap. I, I don't know. He was. It was an alright film, but it was it was more about the Manson girls than anything. But um, but I don't know. He just he had nothing on this guy, Dr. Yeah. Matt Smith. He's got the look of him. Even the height, you know, was the right height for exactly, it and stuff yeah. like. Was so quite a short person. Was a notoriously short person. Yeah. And uh, Napoleon. And he uh, and he hates the fact that if anyone brings it up, kind of thing. Apparently. Yeah. He'll kill you if you mention it. Yeah, pretty much. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead now anyway, so you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. And just one last thing on the on the Manson thing. Again, something that takes the power away from it, like the they reckon in real life that the murders happened, 
to try and start a race war with the Black Panthers. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It was a planned thing to try and start a race war. Like he did that so that people would think the Black Panthers did it and it oh, started right. a whole race war. And when he, you know, you just realise that these people are just fucking idiots. Like you know, you know what yeah. I mean? They're just scummy idiots, kind of thing. The, yeah. Any like mystique or anything around Charlie Manson, he just no, an awful person. Him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Scumbag. Yeah. Nothing cool about him, really. No, not going really. off on a bit, a bit of a tangent though. But on Mindhunter, they kind of play with that a bit, don't they? He mentions about how like oh, people blame me for the watches stopping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then later on, after the interview, one of the guys' his watches stopped, and it's like uh. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just got a few final points, if that's okay. Uh, do you remember the TV show in it called FBI? Yeah. yeah. When uh, like DiCaprio's got a part yeah, in FBI. In it, yeah. Like, that was a real TV show. And the actual episode is an actual episode, and they've just literally cut out Burt Reynolds and put DiCaprio oh, on. Yeah. Because oh, I noticed there's a, there's a great escape bit with Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, playing, I saw that as well, playing yeah. Steve McQueen's character in that film. And that, was, that was really well done as well. It's amazing. They've done exactly the same thing. Yeah. They've just cut it. I didn't cut him over Steve that, McQueen kind of thing. But I think that's a great, like, thing to do. Like, they could do that. Do this with the film now. They could yeah. go back and get an old film. Especially how easy it is to... to deep fake is, is what it's called. If you Google deep fake... Yeah, the... Can, uh, Put someone's face special and effects thing, yeah. yeah. Like saying that like nowadays, you could you could recut a film with a different actor. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, uh, and if you, there is an example where someone's taken um, Jim Carrey's face and put it over um, um, Jack Nicholson's in The Shining, and the scene is acted out as if yeah. it's Jim Carrey, and it's amazing. <laughs> um, but the other deep fake, uh, the, the thing about deep fake. Um, It'll come to you. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing I wanted to say about deep fakes. No, no, gone. 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 No crops. Sure it'll come back in the future. Just mention as well. Uh, he, he does that thing in this film where he, he invents these like fake films that you just end up want. You want to see those fake films like yeah. the Fourteenth yeah. Fist of McCluskey. You know the. Uh, yeah. It's almost the like World the Nazi um, film, the uh, machete and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the fake trailers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it becomes its own thing. Yeah. And again, that's where you get the flamethrower from. The uh, he had it in his shed because he filmed the fourteen fist in McCluskey. Yeah, you got to keep it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And one last point, I'll, I will have a little bit. Well, actually, sorry, one other point. Sorry, if we could just remember the deep fake thing, I was going to say someone going back to the Irishman that we did last time. Someone's um, done a deep fake of the Irishman that's de-ageified uh, Al Pacino's face even more so yeah, than he yeah. was on the film, and, and it looks probably better. You didn't need three amazing cameras for this. It was just one software, obviously. Um, but I, th- I, think, I think we established, didn't we, that like, they did this on already edited faces. Yeah, that's a point. Yeah, so, true. So oh, did we already pod- speak? Have you already spoke about this deep fake? That's not on the podcast. I think we spoke about it off the pod. Right, right. Because right, someone's done a deep fake of their already de-aged, and it looks exactly. even more de-aged, but in a good way. It doesn't look yeah. crap. Does it's it? like their starting point is all the hard work that they've yeah. done for the Irishman, then, and then the jump off. For the Irishman, point. they could have just put it through this deep fake thing, and made it even better. Because this guy mm-hmm. has actually done a really good job of it. Mm. Maybe not though, because I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, 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 I just, you should look at it on YouTube. It's been deep fake. I know, I know. Uh, what I'm, what I'm saying YouTube is that, that like, like John said, that their jumping off point was after all the hard work that was already put in by the, um, like special effects. Why didn't they go the extra the bloody half mile? Then? No, no, no. You, you are, you are right. You are. This guy's right made there. a better final product. They should. You are definitely right, but I don't, I don't reckon they could have got a picture of. They, they couldn't have. Done it better fil- filmed um, um, Robert De Niro yeah. 
and de-aged him to the level he did. No, uh, with just I mean, deep fake. Like. Could have done a little bit. Just try a bit harder next time. Uh, <laughs> right. Just one little throwaway point: the uh, the wife that he comes back from Italy with is uh, a yeah. Lorenzo Itso, who's the wife of Eli Roth, the horror film director. Wow, really? Well, sorry, they're split up now, but she was. She's, she's a good-looking lady. He's done all right. She's the one that yeah, was, I love, I love Lorenzo Itso. In all his films? She was in Knock Knock. Remember, she's a, her and Anna Diarmas were the ones tormenting Keanu Reeves. I've not seen that film. She, well, she, she also in um, The Green Inferno. She was, yeah, and that's Eli Roth. Yeah. So he's got Anna Diarmas and this bird from... Uh, from a Holly, once upon a time in Hollywood, wow, I need to, you would love it. <laughs> I probably would. I like Knock Knock. <laughs> yeah. I'll add that to my list. Well, yeah, I love her. I think she's great. Uh, she's only in it for like five minutes, but mm. uh, yeah. And one final point is actually a neg- negative point about the film. Tarantino all, always does this with films, and it's a bit of a. Ch- I think I might mention it before. Maybe it's a bit of a cheap get out of jail card. Get out of jail free card that he uses when he doesn't know where how to get his film to the next point. He just throws a voiceover in there and like two thirds of the way through the film, DiCaprio's gone to Italy and he just get Kurt Russell just doing narration for like 10 minutes for some reason. And it's like, tell, it why, should be, why, it should why is it There's been no voiceover all the way through. <laughs> why, why, why would you throw the voiceover? There's not a narrator. Is there, like, yeah, like, like, it wasn't even Samuel L. Jackson like there normally is as a narrator. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But you know, like Goodfellas, like that has. Was Samuel L. Jackson in this film at all? Don't think he was. Is no, that the first Quentin Tarantino film where he's not been in, involved at any point? Or? Everyone knows there was Kill no, Bill, he wasn't in that, was he? Everyone knows there was no black people. He wasn't, he wasn't Kill Bill, he was the piano player in the uh, church. Oh, of course he yeah, was. Yeah. I can't think of another one that he's not been in. Everyone knows there was no black people in the city. <laughs> <laughs> it weren't a thing then. <laughs> yeah, potentially. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how that comes across. On the uh, we're not weird. Um, no, he wasn't in this film, was he? He was in Inglourious Bastards as a voice. I, I, I can almost mm-hmm. guarantee, though, like he's probably in the background in one of the yeah, shots. Yeah. It's like, uh, you go Stieglitz, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. or like, uh, you know, with the... The cowboy show they shoot the, the shooting when like somebody falls off the roof that oh that's Sam Jackson there. yeah yeah maybe <laughs> that's even glorious bastards it was a voiceover yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. there's one Stieglitz. bit where they mentioned a newspaper thing and his so yeah Hugo Stieglitz yeah <laughs> was he in Death Proof you know what I don't, I don't think remember. he was actually oh there we go that might be, but he might have been in uh, Planet Terror right. or whatever it was called so that was technically Grindhouse one as well yeah it's the same that. film in a way weren't yeah it? it's one one big film in it though yeah. Interesting idea, shitly executed. Oh, I like Grindhouse. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's like a cheat. He uses voiceover just to move the film on. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to get to the net. I mean, I'm sure he, he does. It's know almost how like to a get Guy Ritchie level of like, this is Billy, and then starts like, well, it's that like Guy Ritchie is just a welfare Tarantino, isn't it? Yeah, so, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So, what yeah. do you think about the new the new one that he's uh, that he's doing? Well, we'll, we'll come to <laughs> yeah, it later. Gentlemen. Yeah, we'll, possibly we'll, come to that in a bit. We've uh, watched that. Yeah. Oh, so. you've seen it, have you? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. We'll get on to that. But yeah, that was my last point. So, uh, do you right. want to, any final points? Or I mean, I'm going to be giving it two rating systems. Let's put it that way. I'm I'm, I'm happy to rate it then. <laughs> that's fine. We're 45 minutes in, so that was a pretty good discussion. <laughs> okay, so I'm a. Shocker, I'm giving it five out of five. Yeah, I think it's high up there in his filmography. Jackie Brown's, I think, his best film. What's his second best? I don't It might be this. Wow. It might be the top two or three for me of That's Tarantino insane. films. Can continue. Maybe Glorious Bastards. Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards are maybe two or three. They might be number four, actually. This is better than Django Unchained. Yeah. And it's better than Hateful Eight. And better it's than Hateful Eight. Than... It's better than Death Proof. It's better, better than Kill Bill. Better than Reservoir Dogs. Better than Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Okay, interesting. 
Nick? I'm very much on the same page as John here. This this is amazing. It's made probably like if if not the best, one of the best uh, films I think he's ever done. Uh, definitely a five star from me, hundred percent five. Yeah, star. excellent, excellent. Two five stars, Jimbo. Yeah. Like so is, it, is it going to be three five stars? I do, I do, the, I do the dual, uh, the dual rating, dual rating okay. system. So I think as far as Quentin Tarantino films go, we're talking two two stars out of five. <laughs> along with, wow. I, I think the only film that's worse than it is Death Proof. Yeah. Yeah, that was worse. Wow, Hateful Eight could be. It's, it's, it's similar. You think this to, is better than worse than Hateful Eight? I'd say this is on the, on par with Hateful Eight. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, in realistic film terms, all right. I mean, there's not been that. I don't think there's that many been been that many masterpieces this year. Unfortunately, I don't personally think there is anyway. So I'd probably say it's probably like it's not even in the top five films of the year. Oh, that's fine. Okay, okay. What are, you, what are you giving it on the other? So you give it two out of five on a QT scale. Yep. What are you giving it out of a normal it, film? Realistic scale. scale. 3.5. Oh, God. Okay. No, 3.5 out of 5. That's that's an atrocity. I think that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, let you, I'll let you go with that. <laughs> that's, a, that's good enough, yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, like the, I like the dual scale. That's a... I, I only think I only ever do that after what we spoke about when it's a big director that you expect a lot yeah. more from. Yeah, yeah. That was a good point, yep. Like if it was a Scorsese film like The Irishman or something like that, then... Yeah, you, you compare I mean, it to his. I don't think I did the dual scale for the Irishman. Did I? I don't think you did. But oh. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel, I feel like if I was to do the dual scale, my rating would still be exactly the same. No, I'm the same. Five, two fives. Yeah, <laughs> two five out of five. Ten out of ten. Okay, so that was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, guys, we've come to the main feature, which is the top five films of 2019. We've never done this before, so hopefully we can make it a recurring feature going forward. Uh, so I'll start with a, my number five film of 20, 2019, which is uh, Todd Phillips' Joker. Okay. Have, you got, have you guys seen this? I've yeah. not seen it. Yeah, no. I have seen it, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I've, I've mentioned it on the pod already about you know how much I enjoyed it. It's more of a surprise than anything. I just assumed it was going to be garbage kind of thing. It, it looked great, all the trailers and stuff, but they always do, don't they? You know what yeah. I mean? I was thinking they're gonna mess it up. It's gonna be gonna be a nightmare. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix, great performance. It was well directed. Owes a massive debt to uh, Martin Scorsese. It's even basically, though, basically even a mix I of Scorsese weren't a fan, so yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> well, he didn't like superhero films, and he says no, like I, I, I apparently walked walked out of the viewing of this. Did yeah. he? Yeah. Is it because because uh, the director stole so many aspects from his previous? I mean, movie? it's literally king of comedy with a bit of Taxi Driver. In I it. believe like, so. That's yeah. exactly what people have told me as well. But it is really enjoyable, though. So uh, that's my number five film. So Scorsese actually walked out of the film. I've not heard that, but I'm going off. What is this true? Story, yeah, it can be yeah no, no. This I, I saw this story that this was wow. true. Yeah, it was on the internet, so it must be true. It must be true. It's on the internet. <laughs> Everyone knows the internet. All internet never lies. Never lies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my number five film of 2019. Uh, Nick, what's your number five? I'm gonna go with Endgame. This might be mainly be because I've not seen a lot of films in 2019. I've, I've realised when I was that's making fine, my list. That's fine, yep. um, because as much as this might surprise you, because of my uh, my almost fandom around fanatical Ma- uh, uh, around uh, Marvel films, disposition. Um, it might surprise you me saying this, but 
I almost agree with Scorsese that I don't think it's real cinema. No, I, I don't. Agree. I just don't think it is. But yeah. I think Endgame of all the films was just incredible. I think it, it was an amazing. Could movie. I watch Endgame without having watched all of the other ones though? Well, maybe watch Infinity War. But um... so could I watch Infinity War then watch Endgame and understand what's going on? You'll you'll understand it. Yeah, yeah. you might not get like all of the references kind of thing. Yeah, but you'll you'll understand it. But yeah, yeah, that's my okay. number five. Um, like I say, I, I, I almost agree that I don't think it's real cinema, but I think this was an amazing... I think that's fair enough. It's one of my uh, honourable mentions this year, definitely. So, yep. There you go. Okay, oh, Jimbo, what's your number five? I'm going to say my number five is Knives Out. Okay, yeah. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I mean, just as a disclaimer, there's a few films that I wish I could have seen this year. From last year. Well, we're talking of that, this is one of them I wanted to see. Yeah. And I imagine it could have been up there for me. Yeah. Um, but I think that Joker, I've not seen, I've not seen uh, Monos either. And I've not seen Uncut Gems as well. So that's my disclaimer. Knives Out, I, I really liked it. I was not expecting it whatsoever. Ryan Johnson, I, I know, obviously from Star Wars. Um, what's the other sci-fi thing he did? Um Ryan, oh, Looper. Looper, loved yep. Looper as well. So, uh, Daniel Craig does such a good job in it as well. Wasn't expecting that. I thought it was a proper um, murder mystery. And I yep. think it, it, it was um, Ray as well. Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't. It was Anna de Armas. Anna wasn't de Armas, it? yeah. The two, uh, so she's the Bond girl for the new James Bond film. And obviously, Daniel Craig's in that as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I think they probably filmed Knives Out before they did the Bond film. Which is would have been a similar time, wouldn't it? Yeah, when probably, they were filming, probably so. filmed around the similar time. Didn't yeah. it? I'm, not, I'm not sure when the new bomb film's out. Do you know? April. April. Yep. We've got a bit bit of time to wait yet. Then it's probably going to be crap. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to be Daniel Craig's last bomb film as well. It will be, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just hope they just set in the '60s and get Michael Fassbender to do it. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, but no, no, Knives Out proper. I, I didn't know what. I, I don't think I knew what was going to happen at the end. I'm the same. It's another one of my honourable mentions. I, it's just. Really fun and really tightly plotted, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, the, everything, everything fell into place really perfectly, nicely, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. And there yeah. was bits of it that was going, ooh, that's a bit goofy or whatever, but I don't know. I, I, given what limited uh, resources I have for this year and films and stuff, I'd say that's probably the fifth best one this year, in my opinion. Perfect. Okay, dope. Got to go with you, Jim, but what's your number four film? My number four film? Yep. Apollo 11. Oh, I've got this on Blu-ray and not watched it. Documentary, all shot on 70mm film, and there's no narration. It's... Um, it's about the moon landings. It's about the moon landings, yep. yeah. It's all amazingly shot, amazingly well edited. There's no distractions there. It's just watching what happened on the day. Brilliant. Brilliant. I wish I'd have watched this before doing this pod. <laughs> it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Okay, don't Nick, what's your number four? My number four is... The Irishman. Okay. The Irishman. Okay. Getting into the big boys now. Yeah, I know. I know this did like this could be higher up for everyone else, but I mean, I I thought it was amazing. But I just preferred the the, the, other, the three other three to this one. It, it, was, it was it was it was it was it was a juggling act, but I decided to mm. put this at number four. No problem. Okay. We're great film. We spoke about that in, in depth last week, didn't we? The Irishman. So, uh, my number four. It, I have to remind myself that my number four is a uh, Midsummer. I had this on my list today, Midsummer. but I ended up removing it because yeah. I remembered about the Irishman. <laughs> well, I think this has been a really good year this year. And it's like I've got films. Normally, my top five is just like, yeah, they're the best five. Yeah, done. Like, but this year there's been ones where like I wish I could put this. In. It I, has I wish been I could difficult. Put that on. Yeah, you are right. 
But then again, I, don't, I feel as though it's not been the best year in cinema as well. But like, I, I loved Midsummer. Uh, I found it like funny, hilarious, it's scary at points as well. Just the way there's a there's a feeling throughout the film of like everyone knows that this is going to go really badly, but none of them leave. <laughs> they all still stay there. And it's like a a real thing where like I feel like I've been in, in situations like that where you know that things aren't going well. Not in terms of murder or anything, but you know that things aren't going well, and, but you, you don't cut it off at the knees. You still go through with it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's the feeling I got from this film where they all know that... Uh, you've seen it, Nick, haven't you? Oh, yeah. you, you I've you not know. seen it, now. There's one bit where one of the girls... Like, they, they tell one of the girls that her boyfriend left to get a train. And she's like, what do you mean he left to get a train? I'm like, yeah, yeah, he left to get a train. Like, we'll come and pick you up in a minute. We'll take you to see him. And she knows that there's something fishy going on, but she still goes along with it yeah, and yeah. gets killed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just that yeah. whole thing of like, what are you going to do? Just like run off screaming kind of thing. Exactly. But yeah, uh, and it's all shot in daylight as well. There's no, you know. Is this another uh, A24? I think it's A24. I do yeah. like A24. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they've released some crap. Is that By the director of Hereditary, and I think this is better, a better film than Hereditary. Uh, yeah, I love no, it. I agree, actually. Yeah, of the two, I think it's the better of the two. Yeah. Number four, Midsummer. So uh, back on me again now for num- number three. My number three film is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that we just spoke about. I mean, we've just spoke about it in depth, so I don't really need to explain anything no, more. But, no. uh, yeah, loved it. But I think in the future, it might get bumped up a bit to maybe higher up the list. But for now, loved it. But it's my number three film of uh, 2019. Right. Me? Yep. So you've already mentioned it, so I'm not going to go into much, too much detail. Joker. Joker number three. Joker number three. Okay. I mean, I don't need to explain why, do I? (laughs) No, no, it's great. It's a a class film. (laughs) (laughs) I I think think you've said everything I need to say about it, to be honest. No problem, no problem. So, uh, Jimbo, number three. My number three. Parasite is what I'm going to say for number three. Okay. Um, Interesting uh, synopsis. Weirdly executed, I'd say. Um, Some of the character development was was a bit ropey, I thought. Okay. But... As, as a general, <clears throat> I don't know, it's difficult. I love the fact that uh, an Asian film has, has been so critically acclaimed. Yeah, like again, we mentioned before, it's up for best film at the Oscars, yeah. you know. Which is uh, amazing, that's which so it, good. I think it, it does should deserve. win, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does deserve. Yeah. Um, I mean, do, do, you want, do you want to talk a bit about it? Uh, it might appear on my list, so I'll hold yeah. off. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay, well, that, that, that's my number three anyway. Might, we'll talk about be. it a little bit more when, yeah, when, yeah. when okay. we come around to it. Uh, Nick, oh, oh, sorry, was that number three? That yeah, sorry, you're number two. (laughs) Sorry, are we doing that again? Are we? I'm losing track of my own structure. The The Irishman, oh, number two film. Okay, we're definitely into the big boys now. Yeah, Um, that was. I thought that was a really, really good film. We spoke about a lot in the last podcast as well. Um, We know why we like it. We don't. We know why where it's flawed. We know where we think it's amazing. The Irishman. Great film, second best film of last year. But then again, I've not seen some of the other films, so don't base that. But remember that I've not seen uh, Mono, so I've not seen uh, The Joker, and there's, there's a few. F- I've not seen every film of last year. Well, that's the best ones I've seen. No props, Nick. Is it, we're on number two, are we? Number two. Nick, you're number two. Um, mine, mine's Parasite. Um, so as James said, it's it's a class film. I, I like. I don't know. It just blew my mind when I was watching it. Like, it just 
I, I don't even know what to say about it. I just enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Okay. okay. Unexpected. The level of humour in it and everything. Yeah. Well, can I cut in here then? Yeah. My number two is Parasite. Oh, okay. <laughs> Same page. We, can have, we can have a joint discussion about it. Yeah. Go yeah. on then. You, you, you will have a discussion about it. Well, uh, I'll just mention that I love all about the, the class structure that the film. Yeah. It's like a comment on class basically in Korea. Definitely. And about like who is... Who is the, the who are the people in this film who are the parasite? Is it the the, the poor people mm-hmm. leeching off the rich, or is it the rich people who are using all these poor people to get all the shit done for them? Yeah. Kind of thing, you know. It's just all these levels oh, of yeah. like you never find out who the parasite is as such. Yeah, and uh, sorry, the, this is spoiler heavy as well, by the way. But just the fact you have the rich people, you have the poor people who are working for the rich, then you have the even poorer people who live in the basement, live underground. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like these levels of like you know of like leeching off the each other kind of thing, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, and I, I, oh, I and, and, and like, um, I, I guess it might it might kind of come into what you're just saying about that. Like the people in the basement, they're also helping the rich people, aren't they? In their own like weird little way. Like the uh, the, the the male who's in the basement is yeah. upset, like worships the guy. No, like. exactly. mm-hmm. but, but but he's like he's like doing the lights for him. So yeah. like yeah. like they're they're so used to this kind of automatic lighting system. Yeah. Um. So they're almost leeching off him in that way without exactly. knowing yeah. about it. These rich people are so in their own world. In their own so world. like to pay no attention to anything else. They think they've got like motion sensors. Yeah. When in fact it's, just some guy down in the basement turning the lights on for them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number two. And yeah. uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. Bong Joon-ho, yep. who did uh, The Host and Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, which pretty, is all about class as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course it is. It's about going from the back of the train to, to the, the front, train. Yeah. Snowpiercer was entertaining, but it wasn't a great film, was it? Oh, I really liked I was going to say, I love Snowpiercer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, it, that was Chris that, Evans, wasn't it? Chris Evans, yeah. Yeah, it was quite a big... I mean, Until it, it looked winter. like a sci-fi channel film, didn't it? What do you think? Oh, no, I, I thought it looked I mean, very, very B, B movie, didn't it? But I mean, I'll come into this like Sharknado. It looked like Shark fucking Nado, but on ice. <laughs> and instead of a shark, it's a train. Mm-hmm. But I'll mention this: like the effects in, in Parasite are amazing. Yeah. Did you know that the house in that film? There's not. That's not a house. It's all just like sets and stuff. No, I just assumed they'd found a house and to film in. It was like. Yeah. There's not even anything, even the outdoor shots, it's not a house. It's just literally a one floor set and they've CGI'd the rest of the house. Wow, I didn't realise that. I think, you know, like in terms of CGI, that's the perfect use of it for me. Yeah, like, if you can't notice it, then that's probably the best I, example I, I had no idea. What do you yeah. think about the ending? I mean, was it was it necessary for the dad to stab the... Uh, I think so. I mean, we're going to have a full discussion on this later on, the, uh, yeah. on, on Parasite, but the ending, when I first watched it, I thought, oh, that's a bit mad. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's all to do with the class structure. And they mention about the smell, about the poor people's yeah, smell yeah, that they have. Every time he's in the car, he's getting smell. Because when they, they, were, they were like having sex or something, they were doing something creepy on the couch when the kid was outside. And he was like, yeah, and that smell. And it yeah. was like, they were all under, the, under the, 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 the coffee table. That was an awkward moment that yeah, I felt cringy was. at that point. That was, very, that was a very, like you were talking about in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with the tense moments. This is tense. Yeah, moment. it is tense. That was one of the most way, tense really. moments I've ever Because there's no, there's no point in the film where you think someone's going to die, but it's almost tense in a different I, I, way. I, to be it? fair, I feel like the entire movie from start to finish was very tense because you were expecting something to happen, yeah. I think. But that particular moment where, like all three of them are under the coffee table oh, you're like oh my god what is going to happen oh, but it's, it's not only tense it goes from being tense to them being like I hope we're not caught 
So you're feeling bad for the dad because the dad's the because the, uh, the rich guy saying that he smells put, smells like a poor person. Oh. So you, you know you, you, you stop feeling tense. You just feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's weird, <laughs> like, Isn't it? yeah, yeah. You forget he's under the coffee table. <laughs> but uh, to do with the smell, that's the, the the breaking point. The guy's just seen his daughter stabbed to death in front of him, and this rich guy is holding his nose to get the keys out from, from under the yeah, other poor, poor yeah, person. Yeah. That's the the breaking point. Is like, yes, no, I'm gonna fucking stab you now. Yeah. That's why he does it. Yeah, yeah. I think, weird, yeah, to be fair, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'd, yeah. no, he should have been looking after his is it his daughter or his wife who's been stabbed. Daughter, yeah. Probably should have been looking after her more than dealing with an old uh, foe. Yeah, but, but he just he just snapped. It, it is what it is. He's yeah. the, man, the man who snapped. So that was my number two. And coming on to my number one, Shocker, The Irishman. Oh, nice. That's your number one. That's my number one. So we've spoke about... I, mean, I watched it again uh, last week and it just blew me away how, how like, entertaining the film is. Mm. Uh, like I look, There's one bit in the film which just makes me laugh where there's a back and forth between De Niro has to go and talk to Jimmy Hoffa Pacino to, t- to give him some news from the, uh, from the mob. And he sends him back to the mob with some more news. And it's just him going back and forth. Yeah. And they're like, you go and tell fucking Tony. You tell him yeah. this. And he goes and tells him. It's like, you go and tell Jimmy that we'll do this, but we don't like that. And it's like, yeah. just him <laughs> back and forth. And there's one bit where, like, De Niro's telling Jimmy Hoffa that Tony said this. And it's like, Tony. They're all called fucking Tony. <laughs> 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 Which Tony? <laughs> that was brilliant. And I, I just, like, that's one thing that people forget about with Scorsese. His films are really funny. Yeah, like, funny, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Uh, it was up there, wasn't it? For me, it's right up there with the Goodfellas and... Uh, I love, I love... Not The Departed, though, sure. I, I love... I think it's better than The Departed. I, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, isn't I, it? Well, I think so, I, yeah. I, I love how, like, after recent... Well, not recent, sorry. Past podcast, how you've just slated everything to do with Netflix. Yeah. How this has now become... And, and in fact, um, all the podcasts took place within 2019. Yeah, yeah. And now you're seeing a Netflix yeah, film well, is your film best of the year, film yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Was it funded? Was it funded by them, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, like 200 million. They, they didn't make it, did they? No, but, but, but it was film. fully funded by them. Yeah, yeah, nobody else would pay for it. So it was too expensive. Thank God Netflix uh, coughed up the cash yeah. for it. They, even though they're killing cinema. They are killing cinema because. Well, we've got Uncut Gems coming next week. So is that a Netflix film? Film yeah. is dead. Yeah. Film is dead. Film is dead. And which yeah. is what's happened. Get with the program now, it's Netflix. This, 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 <laughs> net, this, 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 uh, Netflix all the way now. Oh, fucking hell. We've, we've been bought out, by the way. Yeah, now definitely. we have to change our name as well, didn't we? Now, what's, what's the name? If of the Netflix podcast? want to pay us for this podcast, we'll definitely take the money yeah. for it. <laughs> it's called like Cinema is Dead, isn't it? Netflix is alive, we'll call it. If, yeah. uh, if it yeah. The opposite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's well and truly alive. So that's my number one. Uh, Nick, what are you going for for your number one film? I mean, you may have noticed it not been in my list so far. So, I see where this is going. So it's <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Um, I, I'd like, I, like I say, it, it was only this month I watched it, bought it on Amazon Prime. Not even expecting much from it because mm. I'd heard your opinions on yeah. it, James, yeah. how he, you didn't like it. And I didn't heard, say I didn't, sorry, I, I, well, I, well, I did like it. Well, but, yeah. Um, like I'd heard your your opinions yeah, that you weren't too fond on it, and John's opinions that you liked it, but knowing full well that John was like um, watching a ta- um, Tarantino take a shit if he filmed it himself. Yeah. Yep, um, so so yep. so so I, I I just went I didn't know what to expect, and just 
loved it every second of it like even just the boring bits which everyone else would think was boring i just loved it all and then the end of it it just blew up and i was like oh my god this film is incredible i feel as though maybe i don't like it as much as you because i watched it on a plane maybe that's why oh definitely you've got to watch it yeah i need to watch it again but i i wasn't offended by it but i don't know yeah, but I, 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 to be fair, um, our Luke watched it on the plane and thought it was one of the best films he's ever seen. Um, so, Me and Luke are different people. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, um, but no, yeah, honestly, every second of the film I thought it was amazing. And then, like, wasn't even wasn't even expecting anything to happen at the end, and it happened, and it just just was an amazing full stop at the end of it. Yeah. But like you mentioned about like the boring bits. The bit where Brad Pitt's just driving through like California for like two or three minutes, and like this is great. I could watch this for ages. No, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, uh, finale, Jimbo. What's your number one film of 2019? The Lighthouse. Mm. Excellent choice. This is one that we have been unable to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I I imagine that would have bumped at least one of the films off of my list. You know, it might even be the best film of 2019. I would say. All in black and white. I mean, that white. is what you're saying. I'm saying. It might, <laughs> it might be. I'm just, um, again, it's a shiny vampire again, isn't it? The, uh, um, Pattinson. Pattinson. Arpats. And Willem Dafoe. He's, he's doing some work. Good he work. Is grafting, right, he? he is grafting. Yeah, yeah. Ever since yeah. Good and, Time, and, that, that sparked him back up again. And, but to be fair, he's always been good. He did like Cosmopolis yeah. and stuff, which was great, like in 2012 right. and stuff. He's always been a good actor. It's just the Twilight thing. like Yeah, that was just uh, sort of his sort of kind of like people, making, yeah. people see that they will just think oh is the vampire guy like, yeah. you know? and Willem Dafoe I, I, I don't think there's been a thing, single thing I've watched him in that so I didn't like he's yeah. there was a film he did called Antichrist where he just got his knob out yeah, and you can that, see his veiny penis yeah, in that, that film he was incredible in that as well yeah yeah he's great in Antichrist, I mean, his veiny yeah. penis is impressive but I thought that was a bit odd he that gets was, smashed by a mallet in that, doesn't does it? it? Stuff that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he actually got his real knob out. In fact, he actually had he sex had sex on real. He had sex in that film. Yeah, for real. Oh. Yeah, on screen, yeah. He's, he's, that, that's, that's actually him chugging her, yeah. Oh, that's minging that. I'd rather not see that. Is that his real wife or is it just some... No, like, no. I, I so can't. Is he a prostitute? Charlotte, Charlotte Gainsbourg, that's so the So he actress. got paid to have sex the, the, with somebody. The, the guy who makes, makes, made the film, the director... Lars von Trier. Lars, yep. Um... He, he always has real sex in. He made a film called Nymphomaniac in two volumes, which is like actual sex on screen, like yeah. Um, it's a great what, film. What's his name? Sorry, the guy. Lars von Trier. No, sorry, the actor in Little 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 No, in <laughs> in Nymphomaniac. Oh, there's loads of them, like Shia LaBeouf, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. So Shia LaBeouf. I remember reading about the Shia LaBeouf for Nymphomaniac left his girlfriend so that he could sleep with the person. Why? Charlotte Gainsbourg again. Charlotte Gainsbourg, who was in. Antichrist. Oh, so she's the same female. She loves getting beasted on film. And the entire cast of her, Nymphomaniac. No way. So this, this, what's her name, sorry? Charlotte Gainsbourg. Is she a porn star then, technically? No, she's a great actress. She was in a Independence Day resurgence. What a a mammoth film. But she's just very willing to... Yeah. She's very... It's crazy, isn't it? Because this guy just... He's supposedly a... She's a, a, method actress. a Hollywood act, um, director, but he's basically just making pornos yeah. and calling them Hollywood films, and everyone's like, "Yeah, cool." You know nice this last one, three was fine. We'll, yeah. let, we'll let him do it. Though. I'd say I'd lap that up, but it just sounds a bit weird <laughs> in that context. So, Jimbo, number one's the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. What a great film. Great stuff. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys are okay with it, I'll wrap up the podcast there, and we'll we'll uh, 
be back again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so cheers, guys. Uh, that's everything to say. So number one film, The Irishman. Your number one film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Your number one film, The Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, okay, guys, hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be uh, back in a week or two with, a, with another new podcast. And uh, John O'Sumner might be, might be finally returning. Oh, so. There's been talk of it. The long-awaited return of yeah, John. Like three Sunday. years later. I know, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's all for this week, guys. Uh, and we'll catch you later. All right, bye-bye. Cheers, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can email with any feedback or complaints at don'tspoiltheending at gmail.com or you can tweet us at DSTE Podcast. Thanks for watching. <laughs>